Alright Welcome, this is the No Apology Podcast I'm your gracious host, Shaquille um, I'm here today by myself Unfortunately, I have tested positive for COVID-19 So I want to just give a shout out to my brother Chris Um, Even though he's not here right now He's definitely here in spirit And... Yeah, man, that's that's just where I'm at with it right now. Uh, my COVID experience has been, you know, pretty pretty, I guess, subtle. Um, I didn't really know that I had the virus initially. I thought it was, it felt like a cold. I had like you know a sore throat, uh, runny nose, stuffy nose. At first, and then my loss of taste and smell hit me like immediately, and that's when I kind of knew that something wasn't really right. Um, even the the food and the and the drinks that I was beginning to intake, the the taste of it was kind of weird. It had like a a chemical taste. And it was the same taste every time that I would try to taste something. So I kind of knew something was off. So after I, you know, did get tested, I really wasn't shocked at the at the news, especially because I was kind of, you know, sick for, for a minute. Um, it's been over a week now. Um, I'm recording on Saturday. So, yeah, you can only imagine. My taste is starting to come back. Um, my smell is starting to come back slowly and yeah, that's just, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm actually recording at my crib right now, looking outside, uh, looking at the trees, um, just trying to still appreciate life. And every time I get to wake up, I'm just, you know, trying to keep my brain moving, keep, keep, you know, just learning new things. And yeah, just keeping my my brain active, trying not to really think too much and get sad or or you know down. Um, but yeah, just on quarantine, um, I I never really you know I never been in this type of space where like you know you can't really go out like that. As far as a, a real quarantine, because the first time that I was quarantining, when this first happened, it wasn't like a a real quarantine because I was just around somebody that tested positive, even though I felt okay. You know, I was still moving. So, yeah, this is like a real, you know, go outside for an hour, take a walk, come back into the cell type of vibe. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm a warrior. Um and we gonna we gonna get through this. So um, other than that, uh, news just came out that uh, Donald Trump will no longer be our president. Uh, so yeah, the inauguration will will be usually sometime in January, but yeah, Joe Biden has won. Uh, and our vice president Kamala Harris. Shout out to black people, you know again. We got to see our first black president. 
and now we're seeing the first black vice president. So, you know, shout out to black people. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep our foots on, on uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris neck, you know, just off the strength that we were really just trying to get Trump the fuck out of here. So, you know, we still going to have our eye out on them. But, you know, part of the job has has been done. So that's something, you know, I guess to look forward to um, for, you know, the end of the, this year to the top of uh, 2021. Um, I'm excited. Uh, just really excited to see the change. And, you know, I don't really have too many expectations because anything is possible uh, with politics. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just open to the change and what's what's next to come uh i know a lot of people out there are really happy and i know a lot of people out there are really upset and you know that's just what comes with the territory somebody gotta win somebody gotta lose but you know i just want people to be safe i don't think this is worth people losing their lives over um so yeah i'm, I'm just really curious to see what joe biden does and what he has in store for um america and wishing nothing but the best for these next four years i think these four years are you know really important it may be more important than the last four years in my opinion but yeah i'm just pushing for the best result Uh, i don't you know wish any harm on anybody you know I don't hate, you know, any party, any person of any party. So, yeah, after this, you know, Donald Trump should have a quiet exit, hopefully. Um, We really shouldn't hear too much from him. And people shouldn't really care to hear much from him after he's no longer president. I think that we should just leave that energy where it's at. I don't. Even though I don't think that that'd be a thing, because he's he's already had he already has the the public's attention as is. So I'm just hoping that you know after he does leave office, that people can now direct their energy elsewhere. And and a shout out to Jersey too. Uh, I should have started off by saying that, but shout out to to Jersey for um, finally passing the law to on the legalization of, of uh, marijuana. Um, big ups to Phil Murphy. Even though this is going to be a process, you know, I just want to big up Phil Murphy just off the strength that he did say that he was going to do this. And now, you know, is starting the process. And, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people when the news first came out were <laughs> They were just saying that they were going to go outside that day and smoke. And I think a lot of people were mis- um, misinformed and uh, uh, un- uneducated on, you know, the whole process and uh, legalization of things like this nature. So um, lawmakers, they still have to pass a bill to implement uh, the regulation of the marijuana industry. And they have to pass another bill to decriminalize possession. That's the one that, you know, is really important to everybody. And, yeah, hopefully 
you know the people can get their records expunged as well as soon as possible because i know a lot of people that, that have been convicted on weed charges and it has affected their lives you know personally so you know i definitely would want that to uh, be in effect asap but i just don't want people to be out there you know thinking that they're gonna just be smoking in front of police and they're not gonna arrest you you know that their job is to do things like arrest people for those things so if you're questioning why they wouldn't come out and just say hey y'all can't smoke today you know that's primarily because they don't want you to know that so hopefully if you listening to this and you didn't know hopefully that you know you just got some knowledge to you know keep you behind keep you not behind bars um keep you out in the streets living your life um but back to the election so today's saturday so it it took Five days for us to find out who the president would be. Five days. That's crazy. And CNN, they got a lot of ratings in, during this past couple of days. And I think that was really what it was all about, just getting ratings. Because I think they already knew who the winner was going to be. I, I think the president is, you know usually decided way before the public actually knows so yeah i i think it, i think it was just just to watch the shit show you know what i mean watch everybody lose their mind things like that y'all y'all know how that goes um but yeah that was really weird to witness could just be just being as though you always get that result on election day you know, you it was just so weird to figure out why they what was taking them so long. But I guess with you know COVID and everybody, everybody having their different process to to actually get their vote in, I guess it kind of took long. And yeah, that was weird too. Like to see people, you know, not only arguing about voting, but arguing about how you vote. <laughs> so it was like. Like, damn, okay, I could not vote and, and, and not be in either of these conversations, but that's even a bigger problem. So now I have to decide who I want to vote for. Then I got to decide how I vote so I don't offend anybody. Because <laughs> if I vote for, basically, if I vote for Trump and I go to the polls, somebody's going to look at me like, you know, they're going to unfriend me on Instagram, block me from their social sites and if their family they'll end up you know shunning me from the family for voting for trump and going to the polls <laughs> and going to the polls because my mail-in ballot could have been a real direct approach <laughs> so yeah that that was that was weird and that's a little bit of dry sense of humor for those who don't know i do have a little dry sense of humor so yeah that was just weird i ended up voting i wasn't really sure if i was going to for my own personal reasons but i did end up voting uh for joe biden and 
yeah, man, we did that. We we did that. It still was it still was weird seeing an election go that go that long, because I wasn't sure what was gonna happen at that point. And you know, Trump being the sore loser that he is, you know, when when he was winning all the states, <laughs> you know that that they were waiting on counts for like Nevada and all those states. When when he when he won against Hillary, everything was fair and everything was you know well within the the lawful rights of of voting and, and polling but when he was losing oh man <laughs> when he was losing man every vote can't be counted people gotta stop voting they gotta stop the count after election day they're cheating if biden wins it's gonna be not fair because he cheated all types of shit like He's probably still in denial right now, and the news has already came out that he lost. <laughs> He's probably still in denial, like, and yeah, man, Trump is—he's—he's he's a character. We knew this coming in. Um, I don't even think people would would really be surprised by the things that went on during this presidency, the things that he said, because he's always been that type of guy like it i mean i guess it's funny being that he was our president so you know i could completely understand that but yeah hopefully he just goes away quietly hopefully he don't gotta he don't have him the proud boys you know guarding the white house with guns because he don't want to leave that that'd be weird that'll cause a lot of ruckus um so yeah i'm i'm definitely you know proud that we were able to do this as a as a unit as a country and it wasn't it wasn't real unanimous at all people were still voting for trump for whatever reason and you know i respect their reasoning for doing that because we we live in that country where you have a choice you can vote for one or you can vote for the other but you know how he handled the coronavirus is something that is way bigger than just the little tax things and all that stuff that we would like look at him weird for and you know i think the voters the people that did vote for him i think they should at least question how he handled this virus and if they feel like he handled it the best way that he could and he did a fine job i would want to have a conversation with those people i would want to figure out you know what i'm like because i try to be open to, to all conversations you know i try to be you know educated on on things that i may not know anything about so i would i would you know 100 percent want to hear what somebody in that in that mindset and that thought process what would they think about how this president has handled this coronavirus you know we've got in a 1200 check in in the course of you know these months of of this year and they've been arguing about the amount to give us next and all of that like you're dealing with lives like 
they're arguing over the amount that we should get as if the 1200 was enough they're they're arguing about they should still give us the same amount so that's you know that's where we got to just look at it <laughs> look at these people as not only you know people but look at them as politicians it's not even about humanity you know you would think these things would be a easy decision but you got one person that's you know more liberal you got another person that's more radical then you got two people that's on different parties so it's like you know the uh the crips and bloods of america they just don't like each other you know they got to come up with this decision but they're not they're not in the same they're not in the same gang i never was a never was the type of person you know i don't I don't, I really don't like arguing about politics, you know, I don't like to argue about politics and religion, you know, because that's something that people are real strong-headed on, people don't really like to hear anything they don't want to hear, you know, they don't, they don't like to hear anything close to that, anything that they're interested in with politics, that's what they want to hear about, you know, even things like, you know, and like Donald Trump, you know, I I had to block Donald Trump a long time ago on Twitter. And I guess this is kind of a segue onto my next topic. But I was watching this documentary on Netflix and I urge everyone uh, to watch it out there. The Social Dilemma. And to tie it back to Trump before I get into, the, you know, the, the documentary and stuff. I feel I feel bad for Trump, you know. I felt I felt bad for him when I, you know, I had to block him from Twitter like a while ago. And it just wasn't healthy for me to constantly see him and seeing people respond to him. Like it just wasn't healthy for me cuz it was always negative energy. Like I was on that type of time like, okay, I get that people don't like him and things like that, but to constantly see that negative energy out there when people already know who he is as a person it was kind of getting repetitive to me and you know i i really think he's a victim of being addicted to social media being addicted to his twitter seeing those re- those reactions and the replies and you know the love to him that he may get when he tweets something out is addicting and i know that just by him saying the things that he has said on twitter it's that's just his first reaction and i never i never looked at him as a before he was president i I always and i'm not gonna say always but i for the most part before he became president i looked at him like a person that knew who he was you know as an individual he wasn't really that insecure of a person and he just didn't give a fuck like that's that's what i thought of him and then when he became president under them tweets he got real sensitive and insecure he became you know this human person that you know and even though it is him and i never voted for him and and probably never would vote for him i still uh was empathetic just towards that side of it and yeah i had i had to i had to block him you know and with this documentary the social dilemma 
it it basically ties into how the these tech companies and these social media companies how they're here in place to control humanity short and sweet and this conversation about you know just technology and how it is addicting i've not to toot my own horn but i think that i've been ahead of the curve you know just with bringing awareness to it you know long before this documentary came out um i always talk about it i've been bringing awareness to it on my social media for a while now i have conversations people hate when i have conversations about that and i understand completely just because you know technology and social media has you know as far as the generation now and you know my generation i was born in 93 you know my generation we were really you know kind of brought up on technology like we did live part of our lives without it but like our whole our high school times and that like that was like ran by you know social media so i know that the conversation on like how to not allow it to control our lives and control our our time is not easy it's it's definitely not easy but you know it, i urge anybody that hasn't saw this documentary to um check it out and i this this is going to be a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it i'm not going to really say the things that they talked about you know well i'm not going to say everything they talked about but i am going to bring up some things that they say and i think you should still check the documentary out regardless of you know what i say um but yeah the with, with these platforms you know a lot of, all of them are pretty much geared to keep you on them as long as possible um the algorithms the algorithms change you know for you know instagram specifically like the algorithm is geared towards what you're interested in what you're liking you know what what it is you're looking at the longest like your algorithm moves and caters to you as a as an individual and they have people that monitor everything that you're doing on these platforms you know how long you're looking at a picture what you decide to look at when when you're happy when you're sad they're 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 already able to kind of gauge you and how you are as a person how your mind works and like i said it's not really these these social medias like like facebook and stuff like facebook really started out good it was you know a place where people just were able to come together and meet with people that they haven't talked to in a long time um and that's you know what it was but now it's you know really become just this driving force that they have out there to just keep people interested keep keeping people locked in and now you know the algorithms are manipulated to 
basically satisfy unknown advertisers so whatever you know you're looking at the most and is getting your attention most likely an ad is going to pop up in that niche that you're searching for and that you're paying attention to so much and just to get revenue doesn't matter how unsafe it is how much time it takes up of our days um and one of the main uh contributors of this documentary uh tristan tristan harris he was a former worker of google um and he was his idea was basically for these platforms to stop focusing on time spent and time well spent because like i said they're even their their job is to keep you on there as as much as possible how long can we get and even with the iphone messages how you can see when somebody's typing or the instagram messages how you can see somebody typing i'm not sure what how facebook says i deleted facebook but um the, the even down to the notifications that you get on your lock screen and they how they broke it down in the documentary was you know when you see somebody tagged you in a picture and you get the notification how many people are able to not even look and see what the picture was or see what's going on and then when you do that you're now on your phone for 25 minutes 20 minutes then went by just from you being tagged in a picture so it's little things like that alone that are just tactics that are used to keep you engaged. TikTok and, and Snapchat being one of the the most popular um, app for the for the young teens right now, and they're banking on TikTok to really be that app that. Um, it's just one of those apps that where you feel left out. You know, they don't they don't really have to promote it much because the 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 people make it make the app go viral. So I think that when you see the the newest TikTok trend as a kid in in, in school and you you see that all your friends have it and they have Snapchat, you're going to feel left out. So that these platforms are banking on you to feel alone by not having something that's that may not be necessarily good for you and it is it's been working um it's 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 been working you don't really see snapchat commercials on tv or instagram commercials on tv facebook commercials a lot of these platforms are really just self-promoted you know by you know word of mouth uh so that it, it was a deep documentary it was it was a deep documentary a, a lot of times i think if if you're not aware of how you know addicting these things get that's that's cool you know i 100% get that but the people that do you know the people that do and choose to not do anything about it 
those are the people that I usually would I would want to talk to those people. You know, I would want to see like what's what's going on. Like and it's not it's not for everybody to even entertain in their in their life because a lot like I say, a lot of us are just used to the idea of technology anyway because we've been so involved with it to begin with so i'm not really too worried about those people but the people that do want to you know pull back from it and sort of just not be you know so attached to these things it's 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 time out there to to be spent it's definitely time out there and i guess you know people would ask you know the main question that 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 was asked in 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 regards to this conversation was well what's the problem how do we fix it now tristan harris he did a ted talk a couple years ago and he asked the same question then they um it was three ways that he said uh could change the problem one way was acknowledging that we are persuadable as people a lot of people like i said even going back to what i said earlier a lot of people don't even know that these devices and platforms are even manipulating people don't think they are manipulated they don't they don't think that these things have that that power to even manipulate them so i think the first thing that i agree with with tristan that the first thing would be to just acknowledge it for what it is you know let's get that out the way first so then we can go to the next step um the second way to change the problem is new models and accountability systems for the people in the control rooms meaning the people that work for the instagrams facebook's twitter's snapchats they're held accountable for not doing not being transparent and and knowing our demands as consumers um just the transparency that the the the, the social sites will be more of a helping thing and not detrimental is something that has to be communicated all the way up to the top because times like right now like we're able to get when we're able to get what we want when we use our voices you know enough you know and that's that's the thing like when if enough people and they if if every day one one day out of the week every um, every person in this country decides that they're going to not use their phone the percentage and the percentage that of people that aren't using their phone is going to hurt these companies just that one day of not using their, the, the these devices this one day would hurt these companies and they would have to make a difference to then supply the demand of our needs but now we're supplying their demands 
whatever they want as far as the time spent on the devices they they're getting that with no fight and that's something that we have to look at and see like what is the future for for these things what what is what is the future for us because as of right now the the this technology is ruining our generation and it's it's hurting a lot of people's personalities people's characters like these these and it's i know it's not it's kind of weird to to hear from me because i'm not like a doctor or anything but i just urge everybody to do their own research before i say what i gotta say because you know these things if you're on there long enough sometimes it can make us cranky like just that alone like you know in order for my generation of people i would say to really you know get out there and find that balance is taking a real break from it and what i not don't mean like not posting but still scrolling like taking a real break from it every now and then and traveling you know you gotta invite other perspectives into your life and you have to find meaning find purpose and just go out and and really enjoy life and i don't think that you'll ever find yourself and and your purpose being engaged with those type of you know platforms every day and yeah you know a lot of people commit suicide because you know a lot of they don't feel as popular on these social sites or they feel too popular on on these social sites but now it's like this 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 race you know between not feeling like enough on social media and then feeling okay on social media neither one of those things are pro- are really ever fed completely when it's like a constant back and forth because like I say like if you're not posting on social media and, and nobody's you're not seeing that like button you might feel real lonely and um I, I know I forgot the third the third thing but I'm gonna get back to that too I just remember but then when you see that like button light up on a day that you might f- still feel lonely when you see that like button light up still being in the same zone still in the same location literally lonely but when the like button likes it, it lights up or you see that notification it's gratifying that that emotion that was negative before it's switched just from seeing that and you know that's something that and going to the, the third way to change the problem is a design renaissance and the example that Tristan Harris used in his TED talk was you know imagine just a friend canceling a dinner and now you're home and lonely and then you just decide I'm, I'm gonna go on Instagram and what if what if that what if there was a design on Instagram or Facebook that changed your algorithm to push you to not want to spend that time on Instagram but to find somebody to go out with that night 
you know, because, and then when you, when you ask that question, it's like, that time that you spent feeling lonely and involving your time into that, it could have been time spent on actually changing your, you know, situation, changing that, that vibe, and this conversation is not for, you know, every single human being in the world, you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't really care about this as a, as a conversation, there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't consider technology dangerous, and I understand that, I, I definitely do, but just the ways of the world and how huge these industries get because of the 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 support that we provide as a collective it gets it gets suspicious it gets suspicious and i think you know with cancel culture being a thing people are afraid to have different perspectives they try to play it safe and maybe enough people speaking out enough celebrities speaking out on the you know negative of these platforms maybe that will start some type of chain reaction and change but for right now i know like for people like me like i don't really care about being canceled i don't care about you know people not liking what i say you know just because just because you you don't like what i'm saying about just even this in general this topic you know just because somebody might not like the conversation on technology being addicting it doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be said and that's where i would come in as an individual you know if you ask me about myself personally ask me to define define myself as an individual it'd be in one word i'd say a visionary because I'm always, you know, that person that's thinking years ahead, you know, months ahead. I don't really live in the now, you know. I'm always living in the, in the in the future. I'm always trying to make sure what I'm doing now is sustainable and beneficial for my future. So with talking about this, if I'm talking about it with in regular conversation, you know, I'm going to be 100% passionate you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real explosive person when I talk, but as far as teaching and trying to educate people, I'm always going to be open to, you know, just a back and forth in a, in a conversation, but doing, doing your own research, I think is important. I think doing your own research and having your own understanding on how you can be manipulated if you're not already and just implementing those small changes in your lifestyle, your everyday lifestyle, because not only what you eat is, you know, a thing about dieting, but what you watch and what you see, you know, the people you're around, those are all things that are complementing and contributing to your your life diet, you know, as a whole. Um and these problems this is this is not just you know, this is not a thing about you know bad people as in like the the higher ups of these companies 
doing bad things. This this is not a thing of of that. This is just simply a global outrage, a global, you know, silent cry for help. And it has to start it has to start somewhere. It it definitely has to start somewhere. Um like I said, check that documentary out. Check that documentary out. We just went through this election and if you if the news is fake imagine history i'm going to say that again if the news is fake imagine history imagine the history of you know things that is not all the way 100% told to you correctly that's why it's just so important to do research. You know, this technology has been a, a fast moving trend. You know, we get new iPhones, you know, about every year or two, it seems like. This stuff is coming fast and we have to get some type of curve, some type of a, a head curve uh, on on this. For me personally, I think I'm just I'm just not a video game guy. You know, I'm a phone guy. I like my laptop, and I like my social media here and there. But like I said, just trying to be ahead of that addiction curve. Like I I deleted my my Facebook about five years ago, I believe. Yeah, like five years ago, and I really felt no way about it. I knew why I was doing it, just seeing that constant energy on on Facebook it was just a lot for me. You know, that, that shit was just a lot for me, personally. Um, and I really wasn't on there that much anyway before I deleted it, so it was an easy fix for me. Um, but now I'm just at a point right now where I'm trying to input other lifestyles in my diet my life diet to when i feel the urge to be on my phone like if i can have a conversation or you know take a walk or something in the in the times where i really want to just sit and binge on instagram you know i try to do that or i just try to be creative and you know just in learning you know YouTube is also another, uh, probably my biggest addiction would probably be YouTube. But I don't have the autoplay feature on my YouTube. So that's something that you should also consider on taking off. You know, give yourself that limit to where, all right, you know, it ain't, I'm not just letting this app just keep playing and keep rolling because that, that goes back to just having that attention and having that time spent on it. You know, give yourself that security to turn that little autoplay thing off. Um, so yeah, that's that's where where I'm at right now as an individual. I'm not perfect. Um, I do have my moments where I slip in slip into the the cracks of the the uh, no pun intended, but the cracks of the uh, addiction of of technology. But uh, it's a fight for me. It's, I don't. I'm not going out without a fight. 
So yeah, this was uh this was a this was a weird one. I did this by myself. I kind of was nervous about it. Didn't really know, you know, how I would feel doing it. But you know, I definitely miss my co-host, man. Shout out my brother Chris. Check that documentary out on Netflix again, The Social Dilemma. Shout out to America for doing what needed to be done, getting a new president. Congratulations again to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, very anxious for the next years to come and seeing what you guys can do for us as a country. And rest in peace to King Vaughn as well. I didn't talk about that earlier, but rest in peace to King Vaughn. Uh Young Chicago rapper uh, died yesterday. Yeah, man, we got to just understand when we are chosen to be great. You know, even though they're rappers, you know, we still got to stick together. And nobody deserves to, you know, get gunned down and shot. So I think it's just important for us to see the bigger picture in things and not really focus on the beef because at the end of the day somebody out there is happy that that young man died and the other you know young rappers that have died over time so you know hopefully with all that being said somebody will be able to hear these words and pass it to the next person and I, I just want to thank y'all for y'all continuing support um, for this podcast. Keep spreading that word about, you know, what we're doing here on No Apology. And I just hope everybody stays safe and protect yourselves against this coronavirus. I never thought that I'd get it, but the baby done got me now. The baby done caught me. So... Yeah, man, with that being said, this is the No Apology Podcast, man. I'll see y'all next week.